Welcome to the Your Fearless Journey podcast with Becky, Kat, and Heather, where you can grow through your fears with courage and live your life wildly inspired. Welcome to Your Fearless Journey with Becky, Kat, and Heather. We are here to come alongside of you so you can grow through your fears with courage and live your life wildly inspired. If you've ever been offended by a family member, which I believe is all of us. <laughs> I'm pretty much. We are here for you today. If you are crushed because the people that are supposed to love you the most and unconditionally are the ones who offend you and hurt you the most, I'm so glad that you're here because we're going to talk to you about that today because a lot of us get stuck and we don't know how to start that hard conversation to get it off of our chest and get it out of the way so we can continue growing and get to a good place with that family member. But I'm so glad that you're here today because we have a tool for you or a few tools for you that are going to help you do just that. So you're in the right spot. Family hurts. I know, Kat, for you, I know you've gotten to deal with this too. Yes. And I, I know you've you've really... I think you had some really great perspective that you can also share with us to add to this this conversation. Would you? Yeah, we're gonna take it in a in a different direct or in a direction now where uh, we can find some relief. Like maybe you've heard what we've been talking about, and you're like, "Yes, oh my gosh, that's me. Yes, I have held on to this for so many years that I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to get away from this resentment, this anger, and this is not true. And we want to give you the tools that we use and used, you know, in in previous actual instances where we were, you know, betrayed or hurt or felt that way by people that should have loved us the most and and things that worked for us and what we found so that you can use these tools as well. I call it more arsenal in your back pocket for, <laughs> for getting through life because this life is hard. And when you, like Heather, you said you had brother envy because they were doing the things you knew God put in you to do as well. Yes. You know, and so that's why it, it hurts so bad because you're like, what about me? You know, I'm supposed to be doing that. Why can't I, why am I being shoved in this admin position Mm -hmm. and not getting the platform that I know is inside of me? Yeah. And that's why it hurts so bad and feels like betrayal. And if we don't talk it out, you know, we, you talked about how we perceive it. Um, the, the thing about perceiving is you got a 50, 50 shot of if it's right or not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true that. <laughs> so I also did some perceiving of my own. And Becky, you were talking about how the people that love you the most, your spouse, your parents, your siblings, your like best friends growing up, you know, we don't see at that point yet if they're, you know, like our, like it's a really a good, healthy relationship, but who we think our best friends are, you know, even if it's kind of toxic, we haven't reached the point yet to kind of grow past that and realize that. So we think they're supposed to love us back the way we do them, mm-hmm. but we just don't get that. What happens is, like you've heard in these stories, we, we've we held on to that hurt for way longer than we needed to. And when we perceive it, chances are we're hurt and upset about something that has not even really, that's not where they're coming from at all. And so with me... I lost my mom 
and I directly went to, I have my dad, I got my stepmom, my brother, my sister-in-law, you know, and my, and my, um, my stepbrother, I've got people I can go to. They're going to love me. They're going to, you know, unconditionally lift me up and everything just like mom did. But I didn't take into account that they're completely different people than my mom. Mm-hmm. And so my mom and I were like the same person pretty much, you know. <laughs> Two peas in a pod. Oh, yes. And so I I literally went through a stage where everything that would have lit my mom up and I would have had a billion percent support for and I would have been, you know, life, she would have spoke life into me about these instances I didn't get, so I immediately thought that I was not supported, Mm. that I was the black sheep, so nobody cared about anything I wanted to do, that it was, you know, everything I wanted to do was stupid ideas. So Mm. my dad, my stepmom, all my family are incredible people, and I don't tell this story to talk bad about anyone, and I've talked to them about it, so I know that this is, you know, something that is, is still actually in a process of being completely talked about yeah working through but the resentment is gone and I'll mm-hmm. tell you how I got there in a second but when I went through a divorce my first divorce I was lost I had no idea who I was and and when I I had lost my mom I had began my journey of oh my gosh now what do I do and when I realized by going to my dad and stepmom several times with things that I wanted to do that I knew I could do good at. Like I created my own photography business and I put the the laptop in their laps and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. They're going to be dancing around the house. So proud of me. I had worked for almost a year and a half on getting my portfolio done. And I worked so hard. I had a real website that I was paying for on my own. And I put the t- laptop in their laps. I hit the button and I'm like, Ta-da! I'm Ta-da! waiting for them to be like, oh yeah. my gosh. And they look at it We're and they're so like, what is this? Yeah. And oh. I was like, that's my website. Yeah. And they're like, you did this? I'm like, yes. And they're like, "What? you took these pictures? Yes. And they're like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm going to start my own photography business. And they're like, you can't do that and be successful at that. Why in the world <laughs> do you think that you can be? Uh, there's people out there with photography d- degrees. You don't have a degree in that. Why do you think that you can, you know, people are going to look at you and they're going to look at a photographer with a degree and they're going to take that other person because you don't have education. Mm-hmm. And I, that happened in mm-hmm. multiple situations. It's okay? like, it's like the snowman melting. Yes. <laughs> I just have it in my yeah. mind because I've been there. I've been the snowman yeah. a lot. Oh. Like, oh man. Yes. So what the end result was, you need to do what's safe. You're a single mom. You're divorced by yourself. You need to know what you're making. You need to know what your hours are. You need to know how much money is coming in and when it's coming in and that you have a job to go to. And I listened to that all my life until I was 40 years old. And every single time that happened, I took it, perceived it as them completely leaving me out in the cold, telling me that I'm not worth it, I'm worthless, I there's no way I'd ever be able to be successful at anything other than backing other people's dreams up. And I held on to a weight that was equally as heavy as my divorce weight mm. and the weight I had felt for wow. years being manipulated. Yeah. So I, I held on to resentment against them for so long 
that I didn't, I, I kind of separated myself and put that wall up, you know, mm-hmm. kind of made it like a, I'm going to come for holidays and stuff, but you don't get to know about me anymore, you know? And yeah. I put this, I put this wall up and felt like if you're going to treat me this way, you're, you're not safe. And I can't let that in. I need to go find the people who I'm going to be able to get this reciprocated, you know, from. So I spent, I don't even know how many years. That was in my mid-20s, or I'm sorry, late 20s when I started that photography business. And that was not the first time I had felt like that, but the first time it really hit and um, completely paralyzed me to move forward with something that I knew I could do and be successful at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did keep continue doing it on the side. I still do it today when I want, you know. And so um, I did build a business that was very successful, but it could have been like crazy successful if I would have just had faith in myself and known myself enough to say, okay, I can take what people are saying, take what I want, leave what doesn't apply to me, and then move forward. But I had not reached that point yet, which brings me to the good part <sighs> where we can get through all, you know, get all that negative out of the way. And then we can get to the good part on how we get through this. I literally grieved at 32, 33 years old, grieved as a death, like I would when like when my mom died, I grieved the same way when she died about my dad and stepmom and my, you know, my family that isn't like me. Mm -hmm. I grieved that relationship as a death because I realized, oh my gosh, I am never going to have someone support me 1000% and love me for who I am, regardless, good, bad, ugly, and everything else like my mom did. And I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. People are going to think I'm an idiot and I'm stupid and I'm slow and I can't possibly be successful at anything the rest of my life. And I can't just run to my daddy or my brother or whoever that is my blood, that is supposed to love me regardless and lift me up regardless. Mm -hmm. Because, damn it, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And so why don't I get that back in return? And we get stuck in this, staying with that, trying to, because we think that that's who's supposed to give us that unconditional love. So we stay in that for, you know, there's people who stay in Mm -hmm. it all their lives. They don't realize that it's okay to put them, not shut them out. You don't ever shut them out unless Mm -hmm. that's, you know, necessary for abuse reasons. But put them at an arm's length Mm -hmm. for a time. And then go find your inner circle people who speak life into you. Yeah. And re- reality is it's not our blood. Mm-hmm. It's not the people that we grew up with that were best friends that weren't really who we are supposed to do life with. They were in our life for a season. Yeah. And what I realized and why I started realizing this is because I started becoming a, a student of myself. And we all began our journey this way, I think, all mm -hmm. three of us. What I found was if I get up off my fanny and I go look for what I need, I I may not even know what I need right now, but I'm going to go find something. I need to find some peace. I need to find out who I am because I know inside of me I can do this and I am this person, but nobody sees it. Mm -hmm. I need to 
do what I know I'm being led to do. And so I went on the journey of becoming student of myself. And in doing so, I also became a student of people in general. I not only learned about my personality type and my Enneagram number and my tendencies and my strengths and all that, my gifts, talents, but I also learned about all the other ones as well to where I could sit there and say, oh, they're a this or, oh, their their personality is this. And when I did that, I'm telling you, I don't even know when it was, but I was 40, 39, 40, somewhere around there. And I had, I have chill bumps all up and down my body right now. I feel like my hair on my legs is growing an inch right now. But <laughs> I'm just I, cold. So yeah. that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> well, I'm always hot. So. <laughs> I felt the most relief that I, I could. It was like the most glorious day. I felt like running through the field, screaming at the top of my lungs, and just praising God ridiculously because in studying the different personalities, I realized what personality my dad is, what personality Mm -hmm. my stepmom is, my brother, you know, my sister-in-law, everyone. I realized what their strengths were. I looked at what they had done all their life that shows what type of person they are, whether they're a caregiver Mm -hmm. or, you know, someone who crosses all the T's and dots the I's and looks so far ahead. Engineer type. Yes, yeah. Uh, And and my mom was a total on the gym personality test it's it's a a total sapphire <laughs> like the, she's a dreamer yeah. like you yes and 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 my dad is a total emerald and what that is is he's the one and his job required him all his life at McDonnell Douglas and Boeing, you know. Better be dang accurate. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting on that plane later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was what they what they did was look at scheduling all the parts that were going to go on the plane at the perfect timing and so you had to think every single detail which I get this from him and I absolutely adore that because that was the, that is one of the best parts about him and I am so happy I got that too cuz I, mm-hmm. I I have the best of both my parents and it's mm-hmm. freaking oh, that's awesome. awesome. And so what I noticed is well dad looked at all the problems that could possibly go wrong so he could do what he could in his power to prevent them. He's also not adventurous like me. He does what's safe and that mm-hmm. ties to his personality. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden job. yeah he had to do what and his was job. safe. Yes. <laughs> so everybody else could be safe. Right. So they wouldn't lose lives, you yeah. know, when if a plane were to crash or millions Absolutely. of dollars. Yeah. You know. When I tell you just becoming a student of the personalities and different aspects of people, human beings, and taking the time to be curious about others, not just myself, I had the veil lifted from my eyes and I began to see all those things about my dad. And immediately, all of the anger, the resentment, the hurt, the devastation, Mm -hmm. that grief that I felt of never having, you know, my unconditional support person, biggest cheerleader in my life, all went away because I did have that in him just in a different way. That's good. Mm-hmm. 
And so he does support me, but he wanted to make sure, dadgummit, that his daughter is safe mm-hmm. and doing right. the safe thing. And mm-hmm. I let go of everything that I perceived yeah. that was not right. And it was life changing. And it was not long after that, that I stepped into, I found my network marketing business, you know, and then even stepped into further learning who I am and what my skill set is and what my strengths are and all that. And I stepped into leadership that I had never stepped into before and have gotten to the place where I am today because of this transition and being able to let go of that and not being stuck in place with all this grief and Mm -hmm. resentment and all this stuff I was hanging on to. I- That's a big deal, Kat, because what you just said right there, because what if you had not let that go? What Mm -hmm. if you had hung on to the resentment? You'd hung on to Mm -hmm. the uh, forgiveness. Same for me. Like, what if we had hung on? Where would our life be today? Mm -hmm. Would it be? I don't think we would be where we're at today. Oh, no. Had we hung on to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What we would, what I I would have been, I would be a very bitter person because I was on that road. Mm -hmm. I would be a very bitter person. I would be so reactive that nobody would want to be around me because I would snap. Mm -hmm. I know I would be so snappy. Oh, we wouldn't be hanging out. (laughs) Right, right. I would snap at anyone. I would react and perceive where I thought everyone was coming from, and that would put me, I'm a fight-or-flight person, Yeah, mm-hmm. that would put me on the defense, and I would live in victim-defensive mode right. my entire life. I'm absolutely miserable. Yeah. Never accomplishing what God created me to do. Yep. Therefore, my life would be worthless, mm-hmm. not to God, but to me. Right, right. Because I You'd wouldn't be, be living out. out. Yes. Yeah. You'd be yes. missing so a, out. So I have a question. So with that, you talked to your dad. He received it. Um, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Uh He will receive it. Yeah, Uh I know he will, Mm -hmm. but I've had to slowly work into this. If Mm -hmm. I'm honest, I just spilled a lot of stuff that I have not talked to them about. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, and so now that holds me accountable and this Mm -hmm. is partly why I did this Mm -hmm. to go have that conversation because I've spent, I've spent the last few years understanding them and slowly working Mm -hmm. back a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But because my dad is very different than me and and my mom, it's not you can't just sit down and have this all open mm-hmm. one time. Let's just get it out. Get, throw blah, it blah, on blah. the table. Yeah. Come on, let's yeah. just hash yeah. it out. So he needs to be prepared. Mm-hmm. I need to right. be prepared. Sure. And I know now, just like when I had to tell them about my daughter at sixteen being pregnant and having a baby. Mm. I knew I needed to sit there and listen to them for however long Mm -hmm. and let them get everything out, regardless of what they were saying was true or not. You know, just let them get everything out like, oh, my gosh, what's she going to do? You know, they were so concerned for her. Mm -hmm. And then once they were done and they sat there for a minute and were quiet, then I would say, "Okay, would you like me to answer your questions now? That conversation was something that we had never been able to do before Mm -hmm. is have a good conversation that that resulted in us all understanding and feeling okay when we let yeah yeah, at peace when we left that conversation so i know we can have the conversation yeah dad's very much like you heather and he runs from confrontation oh got it yeah sweeps it under the rug and doesn't want anything to do with it but he is a peacemaker too yeah so he's always trying to make sure everyone thinks the best of everyone and they're not mad at so and so you know so i know because of my you know 
you're gonna looking have to into in other soft. things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know of, how to do it. Yeah. yeah. But I also know how to set boundaries now. So I've yeah. had to do a lot of research over the years mm-hmm. on how I interact with others the best way possible so we can have the best outcome. But like you yeah. said, Becky, I'm not attached to the outcome because as long as I'm doing or you said, Heather, as long as yeah. I'm doing what's right by me, by God, yes. then I can't. I have no control over their outcome. So that's on them. Right. Well, I think, too, that proves already because you've already given it to God. You've already let it go because Mm -hmm. you learn their different personalities. You're like, okay, they're not the type of people that are going to react like my mom and and be that same, you know, gung-ho, woohoo type of thing. She'd be running circles outside around the house. And that's okay. So you were already able to let that go. So even though you haven't had an actual conversation with them, you have already walked in forgiveness. Be, mm-hmm. And you've already been able to let it go because, again, forgiveness is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not that you shouldn't have that conversation. But right, right. now you can approach it in a really healthy way. And, again, regardless of the outcome, it's okay. And right. I think that's great because, uh, you're, you know, like I was thinking about my dad. So, yes, everyone is different. But that that conditional versus unconditional love does come into play yes so it is important to understand and be able to see those those signs or you know is this okay is this healthy is this not healthy and then holding people at an arm's length if Mm -hmm. needed there were years that I did yeah I I was you know not shutting them out of my life by any means right, right. Mm-hmm. I but wanted to <laughs> yeah. yeah but I had put them at an arm's length until I was able to slowly work my way back in mm-hmm. to allowing them in yeah and my hope and prayer whenever this you know conversation happens whenever any conversation happens mm-hmm. f- from any of us with anyone that's a difficult one is that the outcome is going to be peace and yes. res- restoration yes and and that they're also going to learn and grow in all their other relationships in life yes. based on how I react to them and love them through mm-hmm. something really hard. Right. You know, um, and so that's my prayer. And the best thing that we can do is become a student of yourself. Mm-hmm. Go take a daggum personality test and learn about yourself, but also read yeah. mm-hmm. what the other people are like. Become yes. Become a student of people just by being curious about them. The people mm-hmm. around you, ask them questions. Where do they come from? What kind of life experiences do they have? Mm-hmm. What have they done for a living? What drives them? What motivates them? Mm-hmm. What do they love to do? What lights them up and they're on fire when they're doing it, you know, and things like that. And when you learn those things about people, then that is what we can hold on to and understand where they're coming from. Yes, and use that to be able to to reach them because I know the gym's training. That's what I love about it is it not only tells you about your personality and all the others, but it goes into tangible ways of how to, you know, ask the same question to all four different personalities. And we're going to be getting into that later. Yes. Yep, yep. Yep. And so I'm super stoked. And and like the Heather, you with the Enneagram, yeah. you know, we, we talk about the Enneagram all the time, too. And Heather's certified, certified. in that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we learn all kinds of stuff from her that oh. is incredible. And that is something, you know, some more arsenal we can stick in our back pocket yep. to have better outcomes 
than we've ever had before, whether they're res- restored or not. Yeah. And uh, so next week, we're going to talk more. We're going to start a series here, okay, people? I'm excited about this series. Yay! Self-development series. Whoop, whoop. We're starting our self-awareness. Buckle up. Yeah. You may think you don't like yourself, but you're fixing to start loving yourself. All right, you're all right. Learn who you were created to be. Is that not freaking awesome? It's the so best. excited. Yep. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to to wrap us up or share yeah, anything I before know. I close this out? I think I'm good, but I'm really excited about this next series because we our goal is to be that guide to come alongside you so you can grow through your fears with courage and yes. live your life wildly inspired. This is it. Like this is the guidebook. Right here, we're literally going to lay down a path yep. through this series to help you discover yourself and and grow. Because, see, God loves us unconditionally. Like, whether you change or you don't change, God loves you the same. And I love that. Yes. It's just awesome. Thank you. And that's the place we start from. Because we don't start from a place of, oh, my God, I'm such a mess. <laughs> we start from a place of, God loves me no matter mm-hmm. what. But he also loves me enough not to leave me where I'm at. Oh, yes. that's good. And yes. so, so good. I'm excited yes. about this series. Mm-hmm. So Me too. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. I'm also, uh, one last thing, though. I will put in the show notes um, the Dr. Henry Cloud and Townsend. Yeah, the, I the actually book on was going to. I was going to mention Henry Cloud is actually someone I followed for a long time. Yeah. If you, if you are thinking, oh, my gosh, I think I, Maybe I might need to set some boundaries or is this relationship toxic or is it okay? Find Dr. Cloud and listen mm-hmm. to yep. him. That's read, what, read the... I st- that's what I started with. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Yeah, I think that's the best path. Yeah. And so if you I want you I want to leave you with this. Get up. Go take a step. Don't mm-hmm. sit there in victim mode and 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 resentment and anger. Get mm-hmm. up and take that first step. And that's what Heather just explained a minute ago. We are here to walk with you. You mm-hmm. are not alone. That's right. We are doing this. Make this year the year that you start becoming a student of yourself and you take the steps necessary to be able to grow regardless of what happens in your life, the world circumstances or anything, and you can become a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. And you can say that every single day of your life. What you want to do is definitely take this information that we are sharing and share it with anyone in your life that you know needs this. There are so many people out there that our heart is to reach them so that they can experience the freedom that we have as well and get these tools to see if they're, you know, what they can use as well, the tools that we share with you to help them get going on their journey as well. And look in the show notes. There's going to be some great resources in there. And uh, questions, you can ask us questions and there is also going to be, you can find us on any platform. Rate us, share it, give us a review. We absolutely want to know what you think of the information that we share because we want to make sure mm-hmm. we're giving you what you need. Yep. Yeah. So the only way we can do that is when you let us know. Go take that step. Get the boundaries book. Start really thinking about, okay, wh- what's the first hurt that comes to me? And start analyzing everything that we told talked to you today about And then come back and we will see you next Wednesday at 8 a.m. on Your Fearless Journey.